Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of On the Pitch. Again, joined by Chase. We're going to do a quick rundown of some transfer targets. Uh, <laughs> I'll do some transfer targets um, that I would like my favorite team, Man City, to go after, and Chase will go after some transfer targets for his team of Chelsea, and then we'll wrap things up by kind of giving what our you know ideal starting lineup for next season would be. Chase, let's uh, turn it over to you. Who are, who would your ideal uh, summer signings be for Chelsea? Blonde. <laughs> Short, sweet, and that's, to the point. Huh? That's, that's it. End of the conversation. It's Halan. Um, but on a serious note, I probably have a different standpoint than 90% of Chelsea fans because I like our lineup a lot. And not because we won the UCL or beat Man City three times in two weeks. You know, that's, you know, doesn't mean. <sighs> yeah, I guess you're right about that one. <laughs> I like our players. I like the play style. Um, and th- this is one team that I honestly didn't want to get changed at all. Um, mm-hmm. I know we had a lot of trouble in the final third. And a clinical finisher would definitely fix that. Not, but for me, I thought Giroud was that clinical finisher, but he is on the, on the older side. So I understand, right. you know, getting rid of him. And But I like Tammy a lot. And I think he's, I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's still, he's still growing into the system of football. And I, I think if we would have stuck with him, it would have worked out. But you know, I can't control everything. So if we're going ideal transfer targets, I would definitely say probably Holland would fit in real well. And obviously everybody knows that. Every Chelsea fan knows that. And mm-hmm. he, he's not going anywhere. So realistically, with all that Dortmund has said with Holland staying at, at Dortmund, which I'm inclined to believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, at this point, I think he's, he's staying. We need a finisher. I think we need an out-and-out striker. We don't need a false nine. We don't need – we don't really need anything except for just a, a guy to just poach the box. And realistically, I think that's Kane. I think that's the only target that would fit really well in our system and do really well for our team. And I know that's <laughs> – Good Good luck getting Tottenham to sell to any team <laughs> in England, especially, <laughs> especially the other London teams. <laughs> right, right, right. It's it's not re- really realistic, especially coming. You know, obviously you're a Man City fan, and they were the big headliners to sign Kane for a hot minute. But mm-hmm. as I stated in the previous podcast, I really don't think he's going anywhere, and yeah. that seems to be more and more true as as time goes on. But I think Kane would do really well. I think Holland would do really well if we're talking. Anyone else besides the obvious, I don't know how unobvious I can get here because obviously everybody eventually has the idea. Right. I think we need to sign a Serie A striker. I don't really have one in mind. I'm not going to say Jekko. I like Jekko. I, I think he did okay. I have a sentimental time. place in, in my heart for, for him. <laughs> obviously. But he's on the older side as well and when I go through Syrian strikers I, I can't really list one off the top of my head but I think the way Syria plays would fit really well especially with the adapting Syria mm-hmm. would fit really well 
with our Chelsea squad and the way their strikers play, I think would fit really well with the Chelsea squad in general. So that's always been kind of my idea. To, I, I've been trying to scope out youngsters and this and that. Obviously, there's Ronaldo, but I'm not going to get into that. And there's Jack O. When you think about out-and-out strikers, but everybody in Serie A is on the older side almost. What about something like Dybala? I, I don't know if I could see Dybala in an out-and-out striker role is, yeah. is the thing. I think he's more of a cam. I think he would do well elsewhere, but I, I don't think he's – I mean, he's a clinical finisher. I'll give you that. But I, I don't think he's he's quite the fit that we'd be looking for at Chelsea. But I, I like the way Serie A plays, and I like the way I think it would mesh with Chelsea now. Um, other than that, getting off of the obvious clinical third that we didn't really have but still ended up winning games based off of our defense, yeah. I really am very happy with the team. I'd be fine with zero signings, personally. And it's it has nothing to do with the success of the team. We could have won nothing all year, but I liked the wins that we started to progress with Thomas. I liked the way we were playing. I like every player we have on the pitch. It It's almost on a personal level, even though I don't know any of them, obviously. Right. I've seen enough of them where I like what I see in them. And I would be absolutely 100% fine if we just came out, played the exact same starting 11 that we did in the UCL final and just just rolled with it. But obviously, I know that's not going to happen. I think we're probably going to target another midfielder because we're getting rid of a lot of players. Mm-hmm. We just got back Ruben Loftus-Cheek from loan, which we've sent on loan like six times in the past four years, which is <laughs> which is Maybe fine. He's probably loan again. <laughs> right. We got rid of Giroud. There's talks of Tammy going. So I think realistically, we are probably going to get a striker the way everything's going. But with Mason Mount, Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic in the midfield, and that's not even counting out wide. Yep. I don't really see anywhere that's lacking. Obviously, you could always take a step up, probably get rid of Kovacic, bring in another midfielder if I had to pick out of those. And I think what would be a really good fit would be Graylish, but everybody thinks that for their team, obviously. I think he would do really well on like a cam or even a center mid that plays mm-hmm. kind of nine, like, like a sneaky Man City play where you play De Bruyne at center mid or cam, but he's really a false nine or even the striker. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a great idea. But I did want to hear... And I was I was interested more to hear about yours than you probably are about mine. And I want to hear your thoughts on Sergio going to Barcelona and what you think you're going to do in the striker business. Okay. Well, I will start off with my list. I got got a list of five here. One of them is somewhat linked to City at the moment. Um, one of them is just hasn't really been linked with City at all, but I thought it'd be maybe a good signing. But Number one, got to be Jack Grealish. At this point, I think Harry Kane, he's staying. Um, Holland is staying. So the only other strikers that City has been relatively linked to would be Griezmann. There are some reports now about Lewandowski maybe being linked to City. I don't really see that happening either. And City's already said that you know Griezmann's not really in their plans. 
So I think right now, Grealish, he gives us another midfielder, another creative midfielder, good finisher, scores goals. Because, I mean, the way that's looking right now, that false nine system is going to be back unless, you know, Liam DeLapp comes up from uh, the PL2 and just lights the world on fire, which is a possibility because he looked good in some games for City last year. But I don't think he's, you know, going to be an all-world striker at the age of, what, 18, 19 years old. Yeah, so number one, Jack Realish. Number two, this is kind of out of left field. Got a Benjamin Mendy replacement here because, <laughs> you know, we all know that his time with City has kind of been injury plagued. And last year, I he played in, I think, four or five games, had two goals and two assists across all competitions. So I'm going with a fullback by the name of Robin Gosens. He's 27, played well last year in Syria, 14 goals, eight assists with an 81% uh, pass accuracy across all competitions. He would obviously be, you know, in a rotation with Zinchenko and uh, Kyle Walker, Cancelo. But coming off the bench, I think he'd much, be much better than Mendy. I like Mendy. He's a good player, but he's not, not producing at the rate that, that we need him to for his wage and what we paid for him. Um, number three, kind of alluded to this earlier, bit of a pipe dream at this point by Harry Kane. <laughs> he would just fit perfectly in, in the system. He'd be that he'd be that striker that we need, you know, sit at the edge of the box, score goals. He he was top five in the PL in assists last year too. So the fluidity that we have with that false nine system, you're not going to lose anything by putting Harry Kane in there too, because um, he can pass and score. Number four, kind of out of the box here, but I got Bellotti from Mysterio. Yeah, like that one, but played phenomenally lit the lit the world on fire in the Euros. I think that could be an interesting signing. I think it might take a little bit of time for him to learn how to play under Pep, but I think, you know, once he does, I mean, every player when they play under Pep gets better. So I think, I think having him along with Jesus kind of rotate in that striker position, I think that could be pretty damn good. And then Number five, I have Manuel Locatelli, um, the center defensive midfielder. Ferdinino, as much as I love him, as much of a amazing player he is, he is 36 years old. We we signed him to a one year contract extension. I mean, the man deserved it. He played phenomenally. If you were watching him play, you wouldn't know that he was 36. But time catches up with everybody. He's probably not going to sign another contract at the end of the season. Or City probably won't offer him another contract because he'll be going on 37. Um, Locatelli, he's only what, 22, 23. So he'd be a good long-term replacement and good pairing or rotation with um, Rodri in that center defensive midfielder position. Those are those are my dream five. Granted, two of them probably won't happen. Probably three of them won't happen. But, you know, if I, if I was a ruler of the football universe, and I can just pick whoever I wanted. That's these are the five players I would pick. Now on to your uh, your next point here with Sergio going to uh, Barcelona. Kind of it hurts um, to see him go. I mean, obviously, arguably the best striker in the history of the Premier League, club legend, best player the city's ever had. Sucks to see him go, but it's it got to the point where he clearly wasn't in the plans for Pep. 
he was injured too much. And with the system that was developing with that false nine system, he just didn't fit into it anymore. And Pep's not going to be the kind of manager that's going to hold the rest of the team back to get Sergio to fit in with the system. Unfortunately, I think it was it was the right time. And, you know, things kind of ended sourly with losing the Champions League. I would have loved to see Sergio go out with a Champions League final. But, you know, your team had to ruin that for me. But <laughs> I know going to Barcelona, he'll fit in well with the system that they play there. Um, they did say that he's only going to play a limited role with the squad, which to me tells that even Barcelona did sign him. They don't see him as a player that can play every game anymore. So I mean, I know he's only what, 32, 33, but I think we've seen the best. Yeah, 33. We've seen the best of Sergio at this point. And I think he'll play at Barcelona for a couple of years and then probably head back to Argentina to finish off his career. I can I can see him, you know, finishing his career at, you know, Boca Juniors or something like that. But. Okay. <laughs> a lot I want to address here. <laughs> One, I mean, I knew I knew Greylist was coming. He's been linked to Man City. Yeah. But I want to talk about Gosens mainly. I, I mean, God knows if I'm saying his name right, I'm saying the same as you. I've always called him Gosens. I used to call him Goosens, but – <laughs> That's just the thing in me. I love, I love him as a player. I've absolutely one of one of my best friends right now is is German, and he watches a lot of Syria and a lot of Bundesliga football. And I've since meeting him watched a lot of Bundesliga and Syria football, specifically Roma and Stuttgart, because Stuttgart is one of the areas in which he grew up in. I mean, Gosens was one of his favorite players and has been one of his favorite players, especially for Germany in this Euros, where he had just an outstanding mm-hmm. performance against, um, I want to say Portugal. I believe it was Portugal. I'm, mine's a little crazy right now, but um, I believe he had a goal and two assists in that game and just absolutely outperformed almost everybody on either side. I like your idea of playing him at fullback. But I think he's more influential as a left wing, left mid kind of position. He could definitely play left wing back, which I think Man City would do really well with. So I like that idea. Well, it's kind of similar to what we do now because when we're in the attack, our fullbacks kind of go into like an inverted position so that when they're attacking, they pretty much become extra midfielders. And then when we're on defense, they kind of go back into their defensive positions. So, I mean, he, He'll pretty much be playing two two positions in one that left back. I like that. And that's that's the other thing about Man City is they're for me at least, their positions you play that position, but you don't really know where they're playing. And <laughs> I like that about the game. Yeah. Because you can start, you know, you start going to one at center mid or even DM, and then all of a sudden you're like, What the hell is this dude? He's playing striker right now. Like what's <laughs> <laughs> you never really know. He's he sets out his lineup, but it's 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 a whole nother topic. But I like I like the ghost. Belotti really caught me off guard. If you couldn't tell by my reaction, <laughs> but I like him a lot as well. The only problem I have with signing Belotti is he's a little bit on the older side, and I yeah. know Pep Pep doesn't super care either way. 
And I know Pep that he, he can work with anybody, whether the old, young, new, whoever goes under him just ends up revitalizing their career almost. And it, and I think I, I really like that idea. The more I sat on it, <laughs> I really <laughs> like the Bolotti idea. I don't know how long he'd stay. I'd say probably that'd be only a, a two-year signing at most. I think that's all we but, need. You know, I, I, I think he'd be kind yeah. of a, a stopgap striker, just someone to fill the spot until Liam DeLapp's ready to, you know, take over the reins. Because I, I do think that he's a striker of the future for the squad. But clearly he's he's not ready yet. Um, so I think Bolatti would kind of fill that role perfectly. I mean, you can clearly tell who is more prepared here, but I wouldn't have thought about in a million years. And I like that idea. I like it a lot. It's never something that will probably ever happen. I don't think there's even any sort of remote connection going on there. But I like the thinking. I, I really <laughs> like I, I I could say it a million times over, but I like that a lot. Um Overall, I really enjoyed your transfer targets. And while I was sitting here thinking, because I'm so in-depth with the Chelsea squad, I could say as it is now, and I don't really I don't really think about transfers that are coming in. Obviously, I know there's transfers that could help our squad, but I just like the players and our play style now. I mean, that definitely offers oh, – oh, it, it kind of opens the opportunity where I kind of want to talk about Barcelona because I, br- I had brought him up. I wanted to see what you were thinking about with Sergio going there. I've supported Barcelona before I started, supported any other team, and I'm okay. just going to – I mean, obviously, it was because of Messi. I right. grew up watching Messi. Messi was the person that got me involved in football. I wouldn't say he's my ideal role model, but he is the person that got me into football. And so I only watched Barcelona to watch Messi, really. But eventually I got really into the club and really into the city and really into the culture. So when you start as the bandwagon, as you call me, I mean, you eventually end up becoming a real fan. Right. But so I've been watching them for what I'd say probably six, seven years longer than I've been watching any other team on a consistent basis. And what they are now, especially when we're talking about, since we're talking about transfers is absolutely just, I don't, I don't even know what I, what I want to say about it because I, I almost despise everything about the club right now mm-hmm. and wished Messi would have either a retired or b gone to play to Argentina or even MLS. I think because I've hated Barcelona almost so much during yeah. this transfer window, their management, just everything. Yeah, their their financial issues are. I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna resolve it. I mean, they got to clear what a hundred and what twenty million dollars worth of salaries. And I know they re-signed Messi to, you know, half of his previous salary. But it, if I was Messi, I understand staying. You know, you've been there for so long. You're comfortable. Yeah, you have disagreements with kind of the upper management of the club. But at the end of the day, you're still Messi. You know, whoever they put around you, you know, you're arguably the best player in the world. You're still going to go get all your goals, all your assists. The the rest of the team will work itself out, but as long as you got Messi, then they're they're they got a shot to win La Liga. And I mean, he, he's he's probably like a 
a god figure to you know the city of Barcelona. Like he he could probably rule the city as a king if he wanted to. So I, um, I, I understand not giving that up, especially because you know his his family's you know, he's raised his family there. You know they're comfortable. You don't really want to you know uproot your family and move across the world if you don't have to. I I completely understand the decision to to, to stay, and a part of me wishes he would stay because I've been watching him play at Barcelona and I've been watching the Barcelona squad probably for 12 to 15 years now. I mean, ever since I was little, he's the reason I started playing soccer here in America, just because I loved watching him play so much. And I mean, we don't have to make this a messy talk because I really wanted to talk about the transfer topics because we're on that and signing Sergio, signing Memphis, you know, there's talks of Griezmann going in, out, staying, not staying. Yeah. It's just an absolute mess right now. And I, I just, like, I understand the financial troubles. It's, it's the same thing with, with Madrid, but they don't seem to be, I mean, I don't follow on Madrid a lot because I'm a Barcelona fan, but they seem to not be really doing as much. And they're in almost a quintuplet amount of debt that Barcelona is, obviously, with the Super League thing, and that's the whole reason they started it. And that's another topic. But... <laughs> I, I just don't get it. We seem to be selling. We're, we're buying old and selling young mm-hmm. at this point. And it's for any club. It's, it's a bit ridiculous. I don't, I don't care who you are. You could be third tier Sheffield Wednesday. I don't, I don't really care who you are. If you're buying on uh, buying old and selling young, you're going to fail. And right. That that just seems to be what Barca is doing. We're getting we're loaning out a lot of our young players. We're getting rid of a lot of our young players for not a lot of money because we've not been playing them under the management that we have. We we signed Sergio arguably only to keep Messi at Barca to keep him probably from retiring because he probably wouldn't play anywhere else if I had to guess. And I, it's just a mess. There's Dembele, which I don't really want to get started on because he's probably my least favorite football in the history of football. And <laughs> you got Cortino making his you know, ridiculous with like 700,000 euros a week. That's why you're in Coutinho, debt so much. Who hasn't played in a year. And the last time he really played, he scored two goals and an assist with us with Bayern in the yeah. Champions League. Which we lost 8-1. Like, <laughs> I... It's a shambles of a club. It's been said before. It's been said again. I mean, every time they play and they have a reminiscent game of old Barcelona, which they've been saying since 2012, they'll compare it to 1990 Barca. 1990 Barca will compare it to 1960 Barca. Like, mm-hmm. it's Barca plays how Barca's going to play. That's not the point. The, the point is, whatever the hell is going on there, the transfer targets are just absolutely ridiculous. That the entire squad needs to be just gutted and revamped. I know this wasn't the top of the conversation. No, it's fine. <laughs> you can tell it's it's deep in me right. for how long I've been here because I am just disgusted by the way everything is being handled there. I'm almost disgusted on everything in La Liga. I haven't really kept up on anything because of Madrid starting the Super League because of the Barcelona situation and because there's not really a whole lot of competition in between that league. It's been, it's been said for years, but there's really not. And I think, yeah, I'm hoping 
hopeful that all of this situation will create a better league out of La Liga because I like the La Liga style of football. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any other words for it. But, but despisement when I and whenever I think about La Liga anymore. And I loved Sergio, which was the topic of the conversation. I loved him in the prem. I love him as a player. I love his personality. And for him to go to Barca, first of all, we sold Suarez because he was too old. And then you go sign Aguero. That's six months younger than him (laughs) and is completely new to the system, just is absolutely dumbfounding. But I just wanted to bring that up. Got my little rant out of the way. No, I, it's it's definitely a topic that I've been thinking about for a while. And, you know, all these issues, you know, they, they started to come to light last year with, um, you know, all the messy drama and all the drama that he had with Bartomeu. But it, it had to have started long before last year, you know, when everything started to come to light. So I, I really want to kind of look back through like the recent history of Barcelona to kind of they try to pinpoint like where or when things started to go wrong because the team that you guys had absolutely just ridiculous. And, you know, for it to come crashing down the way that it has, like, you know, it's, it's Barcelona. Like that's one of the giants of the game, you know, and to see that the way that they've just fallen is just, it's, it's shameful. The the way that Bartomeu and now Laporta kind of just run the team into the ground. Like, I, I don't know how they sleep at night. Like, I'm not a Barcelona fan, but, like, you know, the, they're Barcelona. Like, everybody, you know, respects, you know, Barcelona and how they play football. But I no idea what's going on. And, like, every move that they make just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, all I can think about is bad things. I don't see a good coming. I don't see a good coming for a long time. I see an AC Milan style downfall. And I I don't know if you can really call it a downfall. I mean, they never really hit rock bottom, in my opinion. They were all still, they were relative after their dominance. But, I mean, every, every big club goes through it. And, I mean, I never really expected to see it as soon as I saw it. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it happens. I just don't get it. And and sometimes I watch their games, and I legitimately think that literally anybody in that in the entire world could run that club better than the way it's being run. Yeah, with decisions of substitutions, the decisions of transfer targets, the decisions of finances, the decisions of friendlies. It like it comes down to every little single thing. Yeah, I think it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think it's. You know, maybe, you know, the money went to their head. Not so much went to their head, but they didn't expect the money to run up. And I know they're renovating camp now or building a new stadium. And then COVID, I think not being able to have fans in the stands and just the the, the way that it affected the whole sport, you know, being shut down for a while, and you know, stadiums being empty. You know, they were already running tight on money and then the well just went completely dry. And now they're now they're screwed. Like they they have no choice but to just get rid of everybody. But it's um I mean I mean it is what it is. And I'm apologize to everybody, kinda of went off topic there. 
I got into the the club I didn't want to admit I was a part of. But <laughs> we're talking about transfer it, and and it's just. I mean, if you follow Barca or even see anything in the news about Barca transfer targets, it's just every time I see something, I'm just like, what the like, what the hell is going? On? Yeah. Like, why? Why are we doing what we do? And for that club specifically, even though I followed them for everybody, I want everybody gone. I want I I I love Messi to death. Honestly, I just just abolish it at this point. Like, <laughs> just start a new Barcelona. Get rid of it. Start over, clean state, La Liga B, we'll, we'll try again. I don't care <laughs> because it's gotten to the point where that's just what it feels like. But back to Chelsea, I like the squad. I like what we're sticking with. You mentioned at the beginning you want my ideal starting 11, and there's there's not a whole lot I would change. Even if I had the opportunity, like let's say I was playing FIFA career mode, and I've done this before. I played FIFA career mode with the Chelsea squad and not signed anybody because I didn't want to change anything. But I like starting from the back. I like Mendy a lot. No offense to Kepa. Makes a lot of big mistakes. Most mm-hmm. expensive keeper in the league. I like him as a person. I like, like that he stays strong. I question his ability. I like Mendy as a start. I think having another keep besides Kepa, who we could probably only sell for 15, 20 mil max, having another keep behind Kepa, which obviously Donnarumma is gone, but I thought he would have been a really good fit for a minute yeah. um, to be a bench keep because it's kind of seeming like what he wants to be now. I mean, signing for PSG, they've got, I mean, they've got nine keeps <laughs> on their roster, which is a little ridiculous. I don't see benching Kaylor Navas for at least another year or two personally I think he's an amazing keeper I thought he never should have left Madrid I hated every time Barcelona played against him he was an outstanding keeper anyway not the point I thought Donnarumma would have done really well back there there's not a whole lot of keeps that come off the top of my head to put back there but he was somebody I was thinking about when the window first opened the back line we got rid of Kurt Zuma I don't think we have yet but there's a lot of rumors of him going one way or the other. I'm not really sure. I don't like that decision. I think we should have kept him. He was yeah, kind of I, in a rotation when we were figuring out our back line. Mm-hmm. I like Ben Chili Chilwell starting every game. I like I like keeping Emerson's going to Roma. Fine. I like keeping somebody back there. Emerson or Alonzo. I'm sorry. I'm I can't remember which one. I like keeping either one of those. Either one of those yeah. is fine as a backup. I like the way they play. I like Chili Chilwell. I like Christensen. Thiago's obviously getting old, so we need to look to replace him yeah. in another year or so. But for now, I think he's still going to be perfectly fine. If he has a slip up midseason, maybe we bring in another defender. But for now, I think we we, we stick with the Christensen Silva and on the right, I think we just strictly stick with right wing back East Jane. In the midfield, say we're just playing a straight 4-4-2. Right mid, if we don't get rid of Ziyech, I like him over there. We normally play a 4-3-3, but I'm going with a 4-4-2. Not for any particular reason, but just to, I like a good 4-4-2. If we go right mid, I like Ziyech there. Center mids. If I had the choice, I'd put Mount center mid, give him more of an attacking role. 
and then Jorginho. It's a bit controversial. I know Conte is really at his form right now. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like one Jor- name that I didn't hear on the on the on that midfielder list. I love I love Conte a lot. There's absolutely nothing I have against Conte. I think he had the greatest season he's probably almost ever had when he played for country. I don't know if it was just France or if it was him, but I didn't see what I saw in Conte when I saw at Chelsea. He could just be tired. It is what it is, but I like Jorginho a lot. And I think Conte is an out-and-out defensive-minded center mid. So if we put mm-hmm. him at center mid, he's not going to push forward or a DM. And in a 4-4-2, he doesn't really fit there. So that's right. why I left him out main. But we go left mid. Really, almost anybody could fit there. Obviously, Pulisic is the main left mid, left wing striker cam kind of guy. He just plays in that little pocket of area there. That's somewhere I would consider signing if we play a four th- four th- or four three three or four four two. I like the idea of sticking with an already Premier League winger. I think. Personally, we would need a lot of pace and passing right there. We wouldn't be looking for a winger to cut in and shoot because that's kind of what Timo is doing right now. He's 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 yeah. kind of playing more left wing, cutting in, passing, Kai Havertz finishes, whatever. So I kind of like Raheem Sterling there if we kind of mold him into a, a passer. I, I, didn't, I know that didn't come out. But he's more of a striker-minded winger, but I like his pace a lot, and I don't like Man City. So, you know, get so him out of there. You're going to just poach Sterling from us? <laughs> hey, man, whatever happens, happens. Striker, I like Timo. I like Havertz. Havertz said he doesn't want to play striker. I like Tammy. I like Pulisic. You can put anybody there. I don't really give a shit. I don't really care if they finish in, in the goal. We're going to end up with one or two goals a game based off anybody else we have on our pitch. I really like Timo. I love the season he had. I know he missed some sitters. Everybody hates it. It is what it is. I like him in the front three somewhere. So I'm just going to put Timo at striker. Right wing, have at it. <laughs> Sign somebody. I know I played a 4-4-2, kind of mixed into the 4-4-3 there. So if we go Timo... I know we're probably going to get rid of Tammy, but I'd like to put him up there because I really like the way Tammy plays. I think he finishes a lot better than um, – no, he doesn't finish better than Timo. He has more confidence than Timo right now, but yeah. Timo's definitely better that. finish. But if we put those two up there, since Giroud's already gone, I think that's the perfect formation. Only one signing replacement. I think there's room for improvement up front. Obviously, Halan, Kane, a really big striker would be great up there. Um, I'm going to stand by my Syrian uh, assessment of a striker right there because I think a lot of Syrian strikers have the mindset that would fit really well with Chelsea, but I don't have a name off the top of my head, and I just really like Kalan. Anyway, <laughs> I've spoken enough. It's Dom's turn. All right. So my – I wouldn't say so much dream starting 11, but I'm going to go with what I think they'll do next season. So – Obviously, Ederson and goal, no competition there. Then starting with left back, probably I think Zinchenko really locked up that that role, especially towards the end of the season. Um, just the form that he played with and carried that into the Euros. I think he's very underrated 
as a as a left back, but I I think he's locked up that spot. Then going across, um, got to keep the combo of Diaz and Stones. They kind of, you know, kind of set the world on fire. They were by far the best um, center back combo uh, last season. Diaz won PL Player of the Year. If there, if there ever was a Most Improved Player award, I for the Prem, I think um, Johnny Stones definitely would have won it. Kind of rejuvenated his career, and you know, after what three years of being with the club, finally started to become the player that we thought that we were signing. Then over at right back, as much as I like Cancelo, and he played really well at the beginning part of the season, I still think that's Kyle Walker's spot. At this point, like he's he's irreplaceable on the squad. Arguably the best, you know, right back in the prem. You can't you can't leave him off the lineup. Center mid gonna be Rodri. As much as I still like Fernandinho, he doesn't have the stamina anymore to play every day. So I could see him playing like some like lower level cup games or a, you know a random you know prem game every now and then. But I I do think that's Rodri's spot. Then going to left midfield, I'm going to put Grealish in that spot. He'll be, I think he'll replace Gundogan um, in the starting lineup. And then got to got to be De Bruyne as that center attacking midfield, kind of playing over to the right side. It's it's De Bruyne. He's you know the best midfielder in the world. I don't think it's really a question at this point. Then over on the left wing, I think Foden locked up his spot there last year. Kind of overtook Sterling in the starting 11, kind of took his spot and never looked back. I think that's his spot now. If City decide to go away from the false nine system, which I don't think they'll use it as much this year as they did last year, um, I can see I can see Jesus starting a lot more games than he did last year. So if we're doing with the standard 4-3-3, I'd have Jesus as my striker. And then over on the right side, good old Riyad Mahrez. I know he's kind of a polarizing figure when it comes to City fans. You either love him or you kind of don't like him so much. But I think he played fantastic last year. And he's given you no reason to to not start him. You know, and he, he said that he wants to stay with the club for you know, as long as he possibly can. So I think you leave him in there. But, yeah, so I guess starting Grealish would be really my only change that I would have. I like that. Really, the only thing that took me off guard, I know we've been going for a little bit here. Starting, I have no problems with Rodri. I think he's a little slower. I don't think he's really, I think he's a good midfielder. Like, just mm-hmm. out and out, midfielder, DM. Yeah. Absolutely zero problems. But leaving out Gundogan after the season he's had, it kind of it's, took it's, me off guard a little. Yeah. Well, I mean. Out of that starting eleven, who do you sit? Like you can put Grealish in that left wing position instead of Foden, but you know it, it's kind of hard justifying, you know, having Foden come off the bench. Same with with Mares, you know, and you're definitely not going to sit De Bruyne. So I think as good as Gundogan has been, especially this last year, it, it's it's tough. But I think I think you've got got to be the odd man out. Not every game, like he he's obviously going to be getting his fair share of starts and, and minutes. You know, Pep's been notorious for for rotating his players. So I mean, Gundogan's going to get his time, but I think you know 
Champions League final or Champions League semifinal, we need our our best eleven. I think I think that's going to be our best eleven. You know, unless unless we go with the false nine system, you put De Bruyne back in that false nine, and then you can you can put Gundogan in for you know in, in in for Grealish and then start Grealish, you know, on the left. But it there's definitely options, but that's what I would do if we were just going to do a standard four three three. I like that. I um I obviously don't watch as many Man City games as you do, but I, and for me, I don't see Rodri as that UCL finalist, semifinalist player. You probably see something in a little bit more in him than I do. But I think I I legit I like your lineup a lot, and I think personally, if I had to make one adjustment to it, it'd be Rodri out and an out and out DM in. So someone like Fernandinho? Someone like Fernandinho, but not as old and a little quicker. Maybe that's where Locatelli, if we were to bring him in, maybe that's where he, you know, maybe fits into the squad. I think Locatelli has a lot to his game, but I think he would play a really good yeah. out-and-out midfielder role for Mason. It all came back together. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know, took some twists and turns on our, on our conversation there, but, you know, it's good. <laughs> oh, well. I think that pretty much wraps up the conversation here. I want to thank you for coming back on for another episode. Thanks to everyone for giving us another listen. As always, we are on the pitch. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.